and welcome to Misunderstood, a show for all you culturally and politically misunderstood ladies and gents. We are your hosts. Oh, I'm Kat, ain't it? And I'm Nat. And today we're going to talk about consent and why it is the bare minimum requirement in a sexual encounter. Then we're going to talk about the dumbest women in Hollywood <laughs> right now. But first, our patent and culture shock moment of the week. Speaking of consent, take it away, Kat. <laughs> well... Y'all, you might have seen this going around the internet. Well, how there, could you miss it? Yeah, you couldn't miss it because they'll slap you right in the face, they will. There is a teacher, and the school that the teacher belongs to is actually um, Oakville Trafalgar High School. Yeah. Um, and this teacher uh, last year came out as trans, so it's a trans woman, possibly. And this teacher's wearing comically sized uh, I was going to say butter boobs, rubber boobs, <laughs> in her shop class. That's, first of all, safety issue. Nipples safety the issue. size of teacups. You get one and stuck <laughs> in a saw. And like, I mean, the good news is, is that they're made of rubber. The so good news. That's the good news, guys. <laughs> That's, the good news. <laughs> That's the good news. But um, the what, bad news is. What? Like, you remember, like, being a student and you asked a teacher a question and sometimes they'd, like, reach over to mm -hmm. you and their their breast would touch you and you're kind of like Ugh. horrified yeah what is that what is that what is that not to mention you know girls at school are required to cover up yeah we're required i know we so were you, growing you up. couldn't wear spaghetti straps exactly yeah. no low i don't tops. think that's a thing anymore oh, okay well it should still be a thing i think because we don't want our male teachers to feel uncomfortable and you don't want any false accusations of a young student being like that teacher's looking at my chest it's like yeah. kind of hard to miss it sweetie there's a hickey yeah. right there yeah but um this this completely this is completely inappropriate. I don't understand why they need to be so big and have rock hard I think nips. these people want you to go with what they want so badly that they're like, even though they know it's ridiculous and uncomfortable, they still want to push. They want to be authoritarian almost and say, ha ha, you have to accept yeah, me. Otherwise, you're, you're right. a bigot. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's, ha ha ha. Exactly. But it's, it's sexual. Don't look at them. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. can't miss it, sweetie. That's sexual harassment. It's sexual harassment. It's so inappropriate. This teacher should be fired. Yeah. And if you say anything about it, you're a bigot. Yeah. You disgusting bigot. You disgusting bigot. And sick of me. Nobody consented to looking at those. No. Nobody. And is that what this person thinks real women look like? Yeah, clearly. Because holler. Holler. Real women. Holler. Itty. I'm just a <laughs> black committee bob. club. Yeah. Okay. Like. <laughs> Like, anyway. <laughs> there, there are women with giant natural boobs that don't even come in the same stratosphere as those ones. Oh, I know because my mom had the biggest boobs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and guess what? Most <laughs> women who have large breasts want them to be reduced. reduced. And my mom got a breast exactly. reduction. So you're just walking around with these fake rubber things as if you understand what it feels like to carry the weight of real breasts. Well, you don't. Can you imagine how sweaty it is under there? Ew. Like, his man chest is, like, probably covered in hair under rubber like bulletproof. And like, how do you get a shirt to fit over that? Anyway, we're digressing. We're dig we digress a little we, bit. Yeah. But you know what? You know, it's just so. It's gross. And it's, it's gross. happening right here in Canada, in Ontario. Which is completely unsurprising. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's got to be like Milwaukee. Seattle or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nope. it's, it's just down the 401. It's her own so, backyard. Yeah. So it's upsetting. Move away from Canada? Don't send your kids to public school. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a public school, maybe consider homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And let's like re let's reel it in, reel it in, let's reel Just it a in. little bit. Okay, we've lost the plot, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about consent mm. because it kind of falls into yeah. that category. Nobody consented to those bazongas. <laughs> Yikes! Mm -mm. That's one word to describe those. Okay, so consent. A couple things we want to touch on here. A couple different stories, but okay. So there's this yeah. author named Louise Perry. She's from England, and she recently wrote a book. It's actually from a secular perspective, but it kind of is aligned with biblical notions and yeah, uh, she's like a leftist yeah she's yeah. a progressive like mm -hmm. not really feminist but sort of i guess in the way that maybe we would identify with feminism mm -hmm. um anyway so she wrote a book that basically challenges the conception of all the sexual revolutions downstream effects that have been uh, universally positive for women so she was also on ali Stucky recently hmm. and she talked about the consequences of consent as being the only standard of decency um, for sex. like it's like the like the bare minimum yeah it's the yeah. bare minimum right and so some of the things she says is 
sex is in the way our culture defines sex is that it's not significant and can be morally neutral. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to invest any meaning in it based on our culture standard. It's like shaking hands or anything. So this means you can buy it, you can sell it and you can objectify yourself. But the problem is that if you say sex is no different from any other kind of social interaction, you can't give rape a, a special status because sex means nothing. So the same would go for sexual harassment. So it's as it goes with that teacher, it's like, well, is this person sexually harassing these students because all things are fair game? And we've seen that kind of those kinds of weird sexual niches become normalized in our society with things like Fifty Shades of Grey, for mm -hmm. example, where mm -hmm. it's like, OK, you can now whip your partner if they consent to it. But really that's that's something that was never like mainstream before um it blurs lines there's a lot of blurred lines yeah. so it's like what is consent well consent should be the bare minimum mm -hmm. i guess but like but like what about respect yeah exactly and like, and and like, like emotional tenderness attachment, yeah love you yeah. know like because i don't think women can disassociate like feelings from sex i think we've tried to in our culture but I don't think it's like the norm for I us. I think it's like anything where if if you're exposed to it so much, like if you were a prostitute from a young age, right. maybe you can because yeah. you've had so much of it and you literally can disassociate. And that's super, super sad. Yeah, But it I is think sad. it's not the natural state of any human, mostly specifically women. Yeah. And I think like one of the things she touches on is the fact that like men are programmed differently from us and how we have sex. No. And, and the, no, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. With a shame. With a shame. But, but our culture is um, trying to empower us to have sex like men. And it's yeah. like, well, why are these women all not satisfied it's because we're not supposed to yeah. be like men we're not supposed to have sex like men and men are barely satisfied exactly too. that's the like, thing that's why they have to spread their seeds <laughs> spread their seeds spread their seed. yeah. yeah no exactly um that's interesting yeah i thought it was really interesting too because like if sex has no special status in society how can you argue that rape has special status and, mm -hmm. I, and I, it's interesting because we know, and one of the things she talks about is how obviously rape is so viscerally different because it's violent yeah. and, and it's obviously forced. But it's mm -hmm. like, is this, is this kind of what's happened because of sex positivity? Like, can rape have special meaning if everything's on the table? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I just think it's something that's interesting hmm. to think about. So it's like we're, we're experimenting so much and if consent is the bare minimum, but you can like, once you have consent, you can do anything, anything. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, where does rape enter into the conversation? Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, I just, I don't know the answer. I just think it's no, interesting. I, I read a lot of Reddit and I was actually reading um, a story about this guy. He posted that him and his girlfriend wanted to do some like BDSM play right. and they had a safe word. And he started doing like he started whipping her or something like that and he said she was super quiet and didn't say anything and then he noticed she was crying and he's like she didn't even use the safe word and people in the comments are like it's not so easy like you're getting beaten with a belt or whatever like you don't even like yeah. you you just break down and she wasn't ready for it and it's like it's just because she gave consent to let him do that like That's it doesn't so mean true. that she can't be upset about it while it's happening or like right well especially because women are more vulnerable in a sexual situation than a man mm -hmm. Every single time we're usually smaller, weaker, and that that is kind of frightening. Yeah. So when a man is like doing something aggressive to you, even if you did consent to it, it's a little frightening, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, I don't know. One time my boyfriend, he, he who's my husband now, we were he was tickling me <laughs> and and he was tickling me so much that I for a moment like thought he would never stop. That's terrifying. And I started sobbing. That's so scary. It was the honestly so, so and he was and like we talked about it just the other day. It was like ten years so ago. Scary. And he's like, I've never tickled you since because it was so traumatizing for both of us. Tickling is torture. It's torture. It's yeah. literal torture. But we were having fun and I was enjoying it. And then it was like it went too far and I yeah. sobbed and it was the end. <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> That's funny and also horrifying. <laughs> I do feel your pain. I hate being tickled. But yeah, I mean, I think consent is important to discuss because like, you know, maybe movies should be more like movies is kind of why we started wanted to talk about this because mm -hmm. there's that article about yeah. that nonprofit who wants lack of consent labels on movies and TV with objectionable sex scenes. Mm -hmm. I like this idea a lot. I actually do too. At first I was like, oh, Me more too. wokeism, but then I was thinking about it and it's like, we have we have warnings on violent scenes, we have warnings on smoking, 
gun violence and sex, but sex is not rape. Those are totally different things. Absolutely. And what if you're just like, are they just classifying rape and sex as the same thing? Oh, it's, it's which, a sexual scene. It, it kind of seems like they are, which, yeah. is, which is kind of interesting. And then we wonder yeah. why young men have such a twisted, distorted view of what sex is. Yeah, beyond all the porn they're probably watching, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's it really blurs the line. So it's actually a really great idea to be like, this is not sex, this is forced sex, a completely different thing. I also think though, wouldn't it be nice if movies and the entertainment industry were just more responsible about not having scenes that didn't need it? They're never. Yeah. I know, but like, I just think like, why? Why should everyone else change around Hollywood? Like, mm -hmm. maybe it's time for Hollywood and entertainment to be like, hey, maybe we should be a little more responsible about the kinds of messages we're trying to send young women, especially in movies aimed towards a younger audience. Yeah. Because you and I can watch a movie where a guy kisses a woman, you know he forces himself on her and it's supposed to be portrayed as sexy, but we're like, oh, that's kind of, yeah. we have the critical thinking skills to yeah. be like, eh, it's not cool. Mm -hmm. But kids don't. Yeah. I don't know. But And you really, like these days, like a kid gets a cell phone at 10 years old. True. You don't know what they're watching on there. It's like so you can true. you can put on safe search, but they're, kids are smart. They're going to get away. They're going to get around it somehow. Yeah. Even um, if they're just at their friend's house exactly. or something. Exactly. So they're going to be exposed to those things no matter what. So like having, I don't even know, like, how you protect them because it's like the question is like why do we need so much violence in movies yeah like i love james bond Me i too. love it it's yeah. super violent and there's always sex in it but like does it make do we, the movie i don't know I guess the sex scenes don't make the movie for well, me. I don't. I don't want to. No, watch. I like the gadgets. Yeah, me too. And like the the casinos scenes. and like the hot. But if you just had people. gadgets and casinos, would people watch it? Like, I think yeah, it's a problem that we have that's a lot deeper than just can Hollywood be more responsible. It's like, why do humans need to watch violence in general? I have no answer for that because I I I like watching MMA. Like, I yeah. like watching people beat each other up. Like, is that am I sick? Yes. <laughs> no. no, it's, it's you, you raise a good point. Um, but I do think that the trend in movies has become more and more violent and more and more sexual. Like any yeah. Netflix movie, their violence, because they have the money to do it, is so realistic that it's yeah. truly disturbing. And it's like, is this so necessary? We get you have great special effects teams, but I don't want to watch that. No. I, I don't, I don't no, enjoy I it. I don't enjoy it either. I love, like I think I've said this before, I love a psychological thriller. Yeah. But when it's like gory, bloody. horror, bloody, I'm just, or it's like sex and gore, I'm just yeah. like, I, who is this made for? Who yeah. are these sick people? It's it, And even if it is like a true story, I still think there are ways you can be tasteful about it. Like my husband and I tried to watch the Pam and Tommy show and I, I do think it was really, it's really thoughtful and interesting, but like it's so sexual and there's so much nudity and you're like, I can don't really- apply it? Yeah, like That's I don't want to watch that with my husband. Like I, we, I don't want to- Who are you supposed to watch it with? Like who? Like, exactly. I don't want to watch it with anyone. With nobody. I don't want to yeah. watch it with you either. No. Like, it's like there's just tits and penises everywhere, Ew. and you're like, this is super awkward. They show penises? Yeah. Oh. It's like a prosthetic penis, That's and it's so like weird. animated and it <laughs> talks, but it's not cool. It's like very like jarring. You're like, this is not. I don't want. Like my husband's probably like uncomfortable that I'm staring at this weird talking penis, and I'm uncomfortable that he's staring at Lily James' fake tits. Like it's just weird. It's not healthy for people no. to, you know. No. I don't know. Like they can tell the story without all that. I, I like when so they too. imply it. Like if you're having a sex scene and they're like, "Ooh, like we we pan to the window." Yeah, like they, they, the next they're morning. struggling with their keys yeah. and then they yeah. close the door. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like yeah. we know what you're doing. You yeah. don't need to show it. It's so true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just there's, there's so many articles here that are great. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot of interest, and I mean, it just speaks to the fact that our culture. We've talked about this a lot the last couple episodes just like pe like the over sexualization of our culture mm -hmm. and it's just so unnecessary and I don't understand why it's like they they want to try to normalize sex outside of marriage so that everyone is just miserable and just having all this sex and they're like not entering real meaningful relationships so they're not getting married and they're not having kids maybe I'm maybe I'm having a tinfoil hat moment right now you're having but I'm like tinfoil nat moment tinfoil nat sure. moment but it's like we know that like sex is only really complicate complicated outside of marriage because in the confines of marriage there's stability I'm missing a page still we'll, have to, we'll, we'll find her her page I'm, I just wanted to, I had a thing about the, the history of the sexual revolution. Yeah. But basically it was interesting because the, let me try to remember. So the greatest generation, which was our parents' parents, like our grandparents' generation, yeah. they had on average uh, three sexual partners in their life. Wow. And then our parents, after the sexual revolution, had on average 11 sexual partners on, in their lifetime. 
mom, dad, gross. Um, <laughs> and then our generation actually has less. We're at eight really? on average. Yeah. And I think the the generation below us is even less. Maybe. So it's like that's kind of interesting because although our our culture is so much, it's so hypersexual. It. Yeah. We're almost like, I don't understand. Maybe we consume so much we don't actually. Yeah, it's kind of like maybe like your parents raised you to be conservative, so you reject that. So our like millennial parents yeah. raised us to be so not our parents per se, but like on average, so sex positive. Mm -hmm. Like I had fr like friends and classmates who were having sex so young, like and you're like and their parents knew about it they weren't even hiding it from their parents i'm like this is not normal mm. you haven't even finished puberty or like yet. the cool mom buying her like liquor, teenage daughter exactly. liquor and condoms and stuff right and so like the pendulum is maybe maybe swung but so it, far it also might be i feel like we talked about this on a previous episode where um our generation or even the gen um z are like kind of scared of the opposite sex yeah. and like people consume so much pornography and digital yeah. media in sexual like for like sexual forms of digital media, I don't know yeah. what I'm saying, but like they consume so much of it online that in person they're like, it's, it's like awkward, awkward. Yeah. it doesn't live up to their expectations, yeah. and it's like devoid of meaning, so they're just like not interested in doing it at all. And then there's like the MGTOW movement, yeah. like it's kind and of- And then like incels, and now there's a new movement called femcel, which is a little less like violent and scary. Still but, stinky though. But it's still not, it's not great. Yeah. But, and, and then one of the things, um, this Louise, What's her name again? <laughs> Thumbnail. Louise no. Perry. There we go. One of the things Louise Perry talked about on this episode of, with Ali Beth Stuckey is that this is this over-sexualized culture maybe why young women are becoming transgender because they're uncomfortable yeah. with the over-sexualization of their yeah. bodies and they're like, the only way to get rid of this is to become a man. Yeah. Which is so scary. It's so sad. Like, what a horrible side effect of the sexual revolution. Yeah. What are the, like, there's so many bad side effects. Well, that's but the thing. Like, um, I think that the sexual revolution was a natural part of human history where instead of being like, oh, top, top button, like, don't talk about sex, don't talk about feelings. Yeah, no, I like, I like a top button. <laughs> but um, I actually, we actually have a baby outfit <laughs> that looks exactly like this. I'm gonna put a picture of it. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> exactly. Infantilization. Like yeah. Happening right here. Or is my baby a skank? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it saying? Okay, so I think the sexual revolution was a natural part of history, and like I think it was a good thing to an extent. But like so many things, the pendulum has swung so far, of course. where we're just like, show me your tits, and it's like empowering, and it's yeah. like no, no and then I, you get this agree. teacher with its big nipples like in your face, and it's like that's not empowering for nobody. It's not. No, it's not. No, I agree so with we need you. To, like, we need to like reel it back. Yeah, I think so, and I think it all stems from. You know, I mean, I mean, the way we need to, the direction we need to go is like get married and have kids. <laughs> like, you sound so crazy. Sorry, be in a stable relationship because that's the most Too fulfilling far. thing for both a man and a woman. Like mm -hmm. that's that's where people we know statistically are more content. So mm -hmm. I understand, man. We've all had our slutty years, okay? But she's they were, kissed a boy. I kissed one boy <laughs> before my husband. <laughs> and let me tell you. Oh it my was, god. It was great. No. She has she has um, redeemed herself. I've redeemed myself, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's not fulfilling. I I've been there. It's not fulfilling. Yeah, it wasn't fulfilling for me. It's not fulfilling for any of my slutty friends. No, it's not. And and they lie to themselves. And culture's lying to you. Yeah. And there's this crazy pressure, and that kind of leads into the Kelly Clarkson article yes. from Evie. But there's this crazy pressure on women to be sexy, and this is not new. At a young age. At, an, at a young age. We've talked about this a million times. We talked about it last week. The week, it, before, the week before. And probably the week before Yeah, that. with the infantilization and <laughs> yeah. Britney Spears and her little kilt. You know, Ariana Grande. And yeah, and it's so this article is um, from Evie Magazine, and it's Kelly Clarkson was pressured to be sexual as a young rising star. She had to fight just to be herself. Now, Kelly Clarkson is a really interesting um, example of this because yeah. she went from e literally a regular human being one day, and then she won American Idol, and then the next day she was super famous. Yeah, and this was before social media, so her yeah. fame was literally like on zero to a hundred yeah. in on television. Exactly, like I yeah. remember, I I don't watch those shows, but at the time I did because it was so long ago. It was like twelve, um, but she was thrust into the limelight so fast. Mm -hmm. And one of these quotes is. Um, 
she ta- she's talking to Variety and she recalls what it's like to be thrust into the limelight after winning American Idol. She said it was not great. It was just really hard for me to navigate the industry. Mm-hmm. She goes on to say, I remember this one tool I worked with. Uh, this dude came over to my house and put down some magazines and was like, so this is what you're competing with. <laughs> and she said there was naked people on it. Do you think they ever do that to men? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so because Leonardo so. DiCaprio would never work again. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, so she is famous for her voice. Because she's incredible. Because she's incredibly talented at singing. Why does she need to be naked to do that? And yeah. it's just like this she's, whole... It's not America's Next Nude model. No, exactly. We have those. Yeah. We literally have those. Yeah. And even models, like America's Next Top Model, I, I used to watch that too. Those girls are running around naked in the back. All the time. All the time. Well, and apparently it's come out even about that show that there was so much pressure for them to take their clothes off. Other, otherwise they get eliminated. Like all the Christian models, which is kind of an oxymoron in a way, I guess, if you think about it. But they were, like, pressured by Tyra Banks to take off their clothes. And they were like, mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable doing this. It's a perf. Like, it's like, but why do they have to take off their clothes? I thought, I thought it was all in the face. Yeah. Like, and I thought it's about modeling clothes. Clothes? clothes? Like, that actually, um, where's that article about, oh, the models wear nothing but sex tape yeah. on New York Fashion Week runway. So this one is... I was thinking th- this one inspired me. I was thinking we should start our own we line. We should absolutely this is the kind of crap. We should ac- absolutely do it because th- I literally have some gorilla electrical tape Perfect. at my house. I got some duct tape. We can make it work. We can make it work. Now I'm gonna use more of it. Me too. Yeah, it'll be like <laughs> modest sex tape. Yeah, but okay. So they they talk about how it's sex tape. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I don't know what sex tape <laughs> is. <laughs> like, I know what about is like sex tape. I know about the kind of tape where you like use it as a bra and you're like oh yeah i don't think that's what they're talking about okay that's like bra that's like boob tape okay yeah they sell it aritzia right but this is like oh i love that brand yeah um (laughs) aritzia sponsor what did they say they're like something about bringing sex tape to the next level or something and i'm like first of all back up and apparently there's a wardrobe malfunction course course there was like this isn't fashion no and it's not cute and it's a man the designer is a man and um the, so this is a quote from the article. The hot and sticky showcase. Gross. Okay. Gross. Nobody likes no sticky one, things. There's no cotton involved. So of course it's hot and sticky. Um, <laughs> the hot and sticky showcase was part of the sold out. No kidding. Black tape project. An unconventional sartorial initiative dreamed up by self-proclaimed. Dreamed up. Dreamed up by self-proclaimed body tape pioneer. Oh. Joel Alvarez. Interesting. Everyone in the audience was a dude, probably. Yeah, like this what guy's no pioneer. It's not. It's like a modern day Davy Crockett. Like he's just like pioneering fashion. All he wants to do is tape up models. He just wants to, He wants to look at their tits and yeah, tape them up. But he was taping them like downstairs too. Yeah, that's so inappropriate. You know the feeling of like ripping tape off your skin Has and it anyone pulls up had all the little wax? and the little hairs coming yeah. up. Like ow! Yeah, that's not sexy. What is sexy about that? No. And it, it's speaking and of consent, fashion. like yeah, like no. But if you want to be a model, you're gonna let this guy tape up your your V your V. I guess so. Whatever gets you paid. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. And like, of course, it looks good. They're all friggin' tens. They're twelves out of ten yeah. walking down the like. Put that tape on a regular body. It's yeah. like woo. Put it on David Menzies, and yeah. then let me know if you still <laughs> like it. Okay. Freckled and hairy. <laughs> Don't get too specific. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I've seen him in a leotard. I apologize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Beautiful man. Yeah. Yes. It's just, um, it's not fashion and it's gross. And Joel Alvarez should be ashamed of himself. But he's probably rolling in cash because they're like, oh my God, it's so brave. Yeah. Hot women wearing nothing. Like, I oh. Know. Who had to rip that tape off them at the end of the night? Hopefully they didn't have to do it to themselves. Hopefully be they had some sort painful. of like solvent that like dissolved mm-hmm. the, the sticky I would love part. that for them. We'll, we'll be sure to like follow a, up like with Like what him. they do to canola oil, like a solvent bath. Oh, yeah. That's good. You got a future career in, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the career Anyways. is in. <laughs> Anyway. Um, what what else do we have here? here? Yeah, the, what about the one from BuzzFeed? Oh, yes. This is actually, this is interesting. This is actually yeah. something that Louise, what's her name again? <laughs> oh, my God. It's Louise Perry. <laughs> Lord help me. She actually <laughs> talked about how monogamy is actually the most preferable for women because it actually protects women and children the most. Because yes. in a polygamous relationship, men are able to go willy-nilly. There's typically more abuse, apparently, more crime. And um, it's obviously not great for women to see that they're, because it's typically men 
with multiple women in history and in other cultures yeah. and stuff like that. It's not great, I, I imagine, to see your baby daddy. I guess Nick Cannon can speak to this better than we can. <laughs> oh, he called out, Nick. All of his baby mamas. But it must not be nice to see the father of your child run around with other women. Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although that's like cheating. Well, they're not even together, but it's like, yeah. she's like, we're not together because he's not here and he's cheating on me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not together. We're not together. Um, but this article basically tries to argue that monogamy is super out. Which um, I didn't know that. Yeah. This is, um, there's a couple quotes from here that are freaking hilarious. Yes, there are. Um, so I just want to say, like, so the article talks about polyamory and I'm a Christian and <laughs> I'm not prone to polyamory and I never will be <laughs> but I know people who are and they're happily married and I it's not my place to judge again as a Christian it's not my place to judge their marriage and I think that they have something that works for them however <laughs> this article takes it to a whole like this so okay here's a quote from the article <clears throat> I'm scared <laughs> both of my husbands are also in relationships with my girlfriend <clears throat> What? What? You can't be. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> another line from the article is forms of sexual, uh, sorry, forms of sexual consensual non-monogamy have been popular or at least openly visible among gay men for a long time. <laughs> it's called an orgy. Yeah. And they're also contracting a monkeypox. Monkey, like what a time yeah. to be pushing non-monogamy i love though the way they're talking about this as if it's actually mainstream and then they say that four to five percent of u.s adults are non-monogamous it's like that's not that's not mainstream. the mainstream and then my favorite was it's in it but monogamy is in its flop it's era. in its flop though you guys it's like it's five percent yeah it's gonna grow 95 percent of people are doing it still but it's, it's like it's a every flop. most people monogamous but <laughs> it's mainstream um my favorite was this girl named Allie, a 36 year old from chicago she shared a story about her current partner to reflect on how she's changed. They'd planned a date after not seeing each other in weeks. This is her and her, I don't know, what, mayhaps. Uh -oh. Like when I have a bad day and I go home and I feel better when I see my husband because he makes me happy. Yeah. And a snack, hopefully. No, he won't. Oh, that's okay. No. He killed DoorDash or something. That's the sweetest thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, come on, people. Like, you're really, really grasping at straws here if you're trying like, to convince the we were, population. If we were monogamous, like, <laughs> we wouldn't have stability at all. Like, I would have had to perform a fan dance for <laughs> like, him. Like, like what I, year is what this? What do you think women do for their husbands? Like, she has no idea. She has, she has obviously no, idea. no. I think that's probably the same girl. Yeah. Who said maybe it is my husband both of my husbands are in relationships with my girlfriend <laughs> like what are you saying you're not in anything i you just you have friends and you casually hook up with your friends and i think the saddest part about this though is that we know for the most like okay sure maybe your your friends are satisfied <laughs> i don't think that that's going to be long term i i think that maybe we're not maybe it's a phase maybe it's a phase i i don't i don't see how that can be fulfilling just in like a spiritual sense yeah but, but they're not trying to live a christian life yeah like, but we have like an inherent we have a soul and like i still think that i don't know i still think yeah that it's like, not for me it's not for me yeah. i'll tell you that i just think like it we wouldn't work for like me. god gave us a nature and to yearn to be with someone for that like stability and again like no one's a monolith you're right but like i i think inherently that's just like the way we're built but like i just like we know for the most part i'm gonna say most people who are in those kinds of relationships are not gonna end up being fulfilled like they're just it just yeah that's fair because we know first of all like society's gonna crumble if we like continue to yeah. pursue these kinds of things yeah. and like you just you can't you can't ignore the stats like men and women who are married happier yeah and it's also like our children in the picture or not exactly like yes that's with, that also plays a huge with these role. couples they're not thank god yeah it wouldn't it couldn't like it's almost like child abuse if yeah, they i were. think so too yeah and if everyone like you to what you were saying if everyone did this and no one had children like we're literally doomed we're yeah. done we're doomed we're, yeah we're, it's like it's like dante's first level of hell or something like that it's Sounds like, really fun. It's like orgies, but no children, and then jealousy and rage, and then the next so level. So unfortunate that this is mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, wait, it's not. Yeah. But it's just funny. They're like, and monogamy is in its flop era. <laughs> um, 
it's 95% of the population that are still monogamous. So. I bet nice it's tribe. more because half, like you nice mentioned. Nice tribe, yeah. I'm sure like <laughs> half of these people who are, half of this 5% of these people are probably going to just be like, nah, I'm going to stick with my favorite partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. We'll I actually see. read a story about that on, on Reddit as well. Oh, good. This woman um, was, got married to a man <laughs> and once they were married, she said, oh, I want to be in an open relationship. I want to be polyamorous. And he was like, not about it at all. He's monogamous and Maybe he was heartbroken. Yeah. Well, that's she completely catfished him. So she was pushing it and pushing it. And so she started dating other people. And she was like, I always came home to him, though. And then eventually he met a woman and fell in love with her and divorced this woman for this other woman. And she's like, I've totally messed up. Like, <laughs> I love him. And it's like you. Yeah. Yeah, you you tried to force a monogamous man to be polyamorous, it destroyed his heart. Yeah, you broke your marriage, and now you're alone. Because people are so like desperate to seek pleasure. Yeah, That's, everyone's just obsessed with pleasure. Well, guess what? Pleasure doesn't keep you warm at night. Have a nice piece of pie. Yeah, with ice cream. Honestly, just like indulge in so like a good. brownie or something. Yeah, don't overindulge. Okay, don't Lizzo? overindulge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Yeah, you know, and also even that gluttony is one of the sins, right? I don't know. I have to tell myself that all the time. <laughs> just, just enjoy. Yeah, just enjoy being pregnant. Yeah, Kat, you're okay. beautiful. Thank you. All right. Speaking of beautiful, mm. should we move on? Yeah. To the women in Hollywood who are the biggest idiots so far. <laughs> we have four for y'all today. Yeah, we're gonna feature four dumb four. snitches. Snitches get stitches. Snitches get bitches. All righty. So everyone's favorite. Oscar winner, Oscar, Oscar winner, Wiener? Oscar Wiener, Jennifer Lawrence from the beautiful state of Kentucky, everybody. Well, that seems like a somewhat conservative place to grow mm-hmm. up, if you ask her. Um, so we all remember from a couple weeks ago that she claimed that she has nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Ah! <laughs> Not Harvey Weinstein, though. Yeah, I know. She's no. fine with Harvey Weinstein, who I'm, like, gonna assume she, she whatever, finagled. Maybe. Not fact. Not fact. (laughs) Not a fact. Um, (laughs) But she has nightmares about Taco Carlson. She was praised for fighting, starting picking fights with her conservative slash Republican father. That article is, we don't need to like dive into it, but I just found it so, I think it's BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is being praised for admitting that she can't get over her Republican dad's political views after she revealed they fell out during the 2016 election. So you you people are praising this woman for falling out with her father? Yeah, for not respecting her dad's opinions. That's what we're doing now? Pretty open-minded, if you ask me. So mature and open-minded. Yeah. And it comes on the back of, remember a couple weeks ago, to Sydney Sweeney, that actress? Yes. I keep moving this. I'm me so too. sorry. It's awful. Um, she had, there was a 60th birthday party for her mother, mm-hmm. and there was some people in her family that were wearing MAGA hats and Blue Life Matter hats, and people, like, freaked out on her. Because it's her fault when her family her wears to her mom's birthday. To her, it's not even her party, and she's supposed to, because I'm famous, and I can't be seen with you people. Like, we're supposed to, so now we're praising people. Like, it's sad when family relationships devolve, but now we're praising people for breaking up their families over because politics. Because of an election. Because of freaking Trump? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? It's crazy that you let Trump have that much power over your life, y'all. Yeah. Just saying. Um, when yeah. that happens, it's sad. We shouldn't be praising people for it. No, it, it's it's so true. And she um, she said that the Roe v. Wade, Jennifer Lawrence, was what really really inspired her to open up. Which is interesting because this this comes after she just gave birth I to know. a human baby that she carried for nine months. So it's like, sorry. I find it so confusing when women who are pregnant or have just given birth are like super pro-abortion, and yeah. I'm like. You can tell your baby that. Yeah, like, hello. Hello. Do you not remember? You grew one inside of you for nine months, man. It's just weird. Like, I get still being pro-choice, having a baby, but I don't understand being, like, so hardcore about it and being like, this is my, this is the moment to talk about it. It's like, it's really not. Yeah. Like, don't you value the life that you, anyways. Yeah. So she's annoying. But also she, like, side note, she complained about making $25 million on Don't Look Up, which was a movie, sorry. Such a bad movie. Um, she's mad because Leonardo DiCaprio made 30 and she made 25. Like, perhaps she has a grievance. They were both lead actors. Yeah. Like, 
Well, I think They're she could have probably names. negotiated better yeah, from maybe, the get-go. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe she deserved more money. I, did, I, I would argue they both deserved less money. I think so, too, like, for such a crappy film. It was crappy. And it's just so obnoxious that people like her who push these progressive policies that impact the economy so poorly are like, oh, my gosh, $25 million, $25 that's million. it? Like, you're like, excuse me, there's have you heard of inflation? No, you haven't, because it's not affecting you. And okay? I'm also sick of her face. I know. She's beautiful. But like I'm She's sick so of hi- I'm sick of Leonardo DiCaprio's face. Me I'm too. sick of her face. I'm sick of literally all the same people in all the same movies. You're lucky that you have a job yeah. and that people want to see your face. Yeah. Is what I think. Yeah. So I wouldn't be complaining. And if I was a filmmaker, <laughs> I mean I wouldn't because I would I would just be, you know. Anyways. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm thinking of not asking people to show me their butts is what I'm thinking. Um, so it wouldn't work because I wouldn't be that d- deprived. However, I wouldn't <laughs> cast her after complaining about only making $25 million. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? We'll just get some other girl. Yeah. Because what you did was not that exciting. Yeah. It's true. And um, Stephen Crowder made a really good point about her because in 2012 or something, she she was in an interview where she talked about how she's going to buy herself a dog and a gun. That's a dog what? and a gun. Oh. <laughs> and it, it, it's interesting because it's like, she goes to Hollywood. It's like eight, it's been ten years since that 2012 interview. I don't remember which magazine it was with, and she's changed so much. So it's like, is Hollywood just like, do they force people to conform, or do these people just think it's what the public wants to hear? I think it's both. I think everyone thinks that it's what they want to hear, and then it and then it's it not, becomes though. like it almost like yeah. insists upon itself, and it becomes the reality. And then if you are like, hmm, I'm in Hollywood, but I kind of like. I still want a dog and a gun. People are going to be like, oh, you're not working again. Right. You're not coming to the Vanity But it's so Fair interesting because one of the points Steven Crowder made is that all these people in Hollywood come from other states. Most of them are yeah. raised in Hollywood. So that means they come from different values and backgrounds. So it's and they like, all merge together. And then they all merge together. It's like, that doesn't, that's not how it works. Like the melting pot. And for, for an industry that's so obsessed with diversity, <laughs> you'd think that we would be able to value and appreciate other people's belief systems, but no, no, no. No, no, no. it's not diversity of thought. Exactly. Not. My mistake, my mistake. It's just diversity of skin color and waistline. Interesting. That's all that matters. Well, yeah. Sad. Who else stinks? Um, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde stinks. She's such a business. She, she just stinks. Get uh, her out of here. She's... Uh, okay, Where so... Where do you even begin? For context. Um, okay, so people think that she cheated on her husband, Harry... Uh, not Harry Jason Styles. Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. With Harry Styles while filming Don't Worry Darling, the film she directed, uh, starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Um, Apparently, like, people saw... Jason Sudeikis visiting her on set and then also saw her like canoodling yes, on set. Yes, and that's... So it's like, that's an overlap. Exactly. And that's why there's also apparently a feud between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde and people think that that's actually where it stems from. Yeah. The fact that she caught her being a slur with a guy who wears dresses all the time while her husband and kids were just out back eating cookies. Yeah. So like this this movie, uh, Don't Worry Darling, uh, premiered last week. There's a there's a ton of controversy around it. It's subject matter, but just the production in itself. She claims that she fired Shia LaBeouf, yes. who was originally supposed to play Harry Styles' part. But would have been way better. But he has receipts that prove, and I watched one of the videos. Yeah. Um, that that is not the case. He says he quit because he didn't have enough time. He felt pressured to like get rehearse. His, yeah, he didn't have enough time to prepare and rehearse. Um, so there's a video, there's apparently emails, text, and a video, and I watched the video myself, and it's literally, okay, first of all, she's driving in her car while taking the video, because she's signaling and, like, looking, and it's like, <laughs> okay, anyways, that's a side note, <laughs> but she's literally, like, I wrote down what she said, she writes, uh, she's driving and basically says, I'm not ready to give up on this yet. And is there still any hope? And she says like, oh, this is a good wake up call for Flo, Florence Pugh. So in her story, she says, oh, I fired Shia LaBeouf because he made, her he uncomfortable. made Florence Pugh uncomfortable and he w- and not creating a safe place. And he was contra- uh, confrontational. But in reality, it seems that Shia left on his own accord and Olivia Wilde completely threw Florence Pugh under the bus when yeah. trying to get him to come back. And then she starts hooking up with his Harry replacement Styles. while she's still, and she wasn't married to, she was engaged to Jason Sudeikis and they had two children together and they were engaged for seven years. So what did, did he served her custody papers? Yeah. Then. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they just have, cust- they both yeah. share custody of the kid. Yeah, okay. Um, cool. 
So they were together a very long time. Um, interesting. Because the way she speaks about Shia LaBeouf, it's like, wouldn't, if, if he's such an aggressive person, you would know that already in the industry. Like, it's a small... I mean, I think we all know that. Yeah, but, like, it's a tight-knit industry. So, like, if there's... If you knew about issues about his aggression before, why cast him in the first place? Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I find that to be yeah. really suspicious. Yeah, um, super sus. Um, and also seemingly untrue based on the fact that there's a video of her... Yeah. Literally, and he released it. So, okay. So, that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, She's basically... I, I think this is just a big PR stunt, frankly. Like, well, there's ton. That's the thing. No publicity is bad publicity. Yeah. And this, this movie is getting so much publicity. Bad although, publicity because no yeah. one's talking about the actual film. By no, the way, yeah. <laughs> like no one cares about the apparently movie. Apparently, it's super feminist. And oh, it's about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, the character played by uh, Chris Pine is supposed to be a Jordan Peterson type character, and who's she, apparently an incel. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Peterson, who's happily married with who, two children, yeah, who is has, an incel who has openly critiqued incels. <laughs> Multiple but she, times. You can tell she's never listened or watched him yeah, that's at what, all. That's what other people have said. It's like, like yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. she's she's interesting. Maybe at the end of the show, we'll rate who we think's the worst. Yeah, that'll be fun. This one's a doozer. This one's a doozer. You guys. This is one of my least favorite people in Hollywood. And of the, of the four women that we're profiling, this is... The, uh, one of the two who are famous for nothing. Yes. That's interesting to point out because at least Olivia Wilde and at least what's her face, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> what's her what's her blank dead stare face? Yeah. Uh they at least have jobs. Yeah. They're performers and directors. And they have well, I think Olivia Wilde's very mediocre, but Jennifer Lawrence is a very good actor. She is. Yeah. She is. I've enjoyed her in the past. Yes. And she they work. Yes. Okay. They but now jobs. we're profiling the two on our list who are famous for being famous. Mm -hmm. The first is Chrissy Teigen. Yes. And take it away. <laughs> okay, so Chrissy Teigen, uh, apparently her miscarriage in 2020 was really an abortion to save my life. Uh, so Chrissy Teigen is speaking out on the death of her 20-week-old unborn child, Jack, in 2020, saying she actually had an abortion, not a miscarriage, as was originally reported. Mm -hmm. um, so Evie reported, there are a few red flags about the whole situation that people couldn't help but notice for starters. So the, she posted photos of this, which people thought were really strange, of her when she had the miss, the alleged, the alleged abortion in 2020. So the photos she shared were professionally taken. People thought that was weird. Um, and those who were skeptical looked oh, yeah. a little closer at the photos and noticed that if you zoom in on where she was crying in the hospital bed, there's a bracelet. Her hospital bracelet has a different woman's name on it. Super weird. That's weird. So anyway, the what really happened is that they they gave her they induced labor. Yeah. So she she was twenty months pregnant. Yes. Um, sorry, 20 weeks. Weeks, my goodness. Um, 20 months pregnancy. Oh, oh, oh. What is she, a whale? <laughs> um, so she was 20 weeks pregnant. Um, and like you were about to say, I just want to give a little context because yes. she was bleeding for a month yes. prior to being admitted to the hospital. Okay, sorry. Yes. Um, so she was diagnosed with partial placenta abruption. Sounds basically terrible. Yeah, and she, I guess, had struggled with placenta issues in the past. So uh, so she was induced, and they gave her an epidural to deliver her son. And basically, she delivered this baby who can't survive could, on its couldn't own. survive on its own. So I don't know all the details about abortions, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's pretty not, sure an abortion. not an abortion. Pretty sure that's a miscarriage. That's the thing. You can just, I think the definition of abortion has been shifting because yeah, which I've, is what the article talks about. I think we yeah. talked about this in a previous episode when Roe v. Wade had just been overturned about how people are freaking out because, oh, what if you need chemo for cancer treatments? It's like, yeah. okay, if you do a life-saving measure on yourself and as a result your child dies, dies. that is not an abortion. Yeah. That is not a freaking abortion. Like, because no. you didn't choose. Uh, it's, it's not a. It's not a. What? What's the word? Like, you're not opting. Yeah, you're not choosing to murder your baby. Yeah. It's so different. And I think she she mentions that um, it wasn't a couple until a couple months ago from like this week or last week that she realized yeah. that this wasn't a it miscarriage. Just smacked her in it the just face. Just smacked her in the face. But it's like two well, years what, later. What happened a couple months ago that may want change her mind? <gasps> hmm. Hmm. Did a major lot like 
uh, legal proceeding get overturned? And, oh my gosh! And it then was celebrity, Roe v. Wade? yes, and then oh. celebrities all of a start, sudden started coming out about their abortion stories, yeah. and it's like, oh, this week this person's talking about, oh, how I, you know, my career, Michelle, what's her name, Williams, did it. yeah, like, oh, I would never have won this Academy Award if I didn't have my abortion. Yeah, Michelle like, Williams, because people care so much about you. Yeah, you know, and um, I just think it's pretty evil actually to blur like to blur the lines between an abortion and a miscarriage because yeah. they're so completely different and words matter and the meanings of words matter and like we we know that we talk about that a lot on the show and in this case it matters too because like a woman who miscarriages that's a horrible thing that happens to her and that's so emotional but that's how she's that's how it looked like and it was. that's the way she portrayed yes, it exactly well. and she i believed her baby yes yeah, she named her baby and she was crying in the pictures and it's, I, I remember at the time like i really don't like chrissy Teigen. Me either but you sympathize with i her. completely sympathized with her it was really really sad and and they and she said because she was losing so much blood she was having all these transfusions and they were going through bags and bags of blood until the doctors were like you it's just falling this. out of you you can't yeah. do this so it's like so were you so was this an optional abortion where you're like, eh? I don't think so. Because she even celebrated the baby's one year anniversary, like went after the baby had died. So it sounds so like you really wanted that kid and it sounds like a miscarriage is super sad on its own. Yeah. Why do you need? Be, Why politicize wh it? Well, because it's because it's super in vogue. And like I mentioned at the top of this Chrissy Teigen segment, she is famous for nothing. Yeah, she just needed to get her she name out there again. She needed to get out there again. It's like yeah. every week Demi Lovato does something atrocious. It's like, oh, well, yeah. how can I get in the headlines again? It's like, yeah. well, oh, I just realized that I had an abortion. Like, yeah. no, you did not. Pretty sure it's different kind of trauma between a miscarriage and an abortion. And I just think... Like, we got to stress delivering a baby early in order to protect the life of a mom not is not an abortion. It's not an abortion, okay? The baby was never going to live. Yeah. The doctors told her that. She could have died if she kept bleeding as much as she did. Yeah. They wanted the kid. She's pregnant again. Yeah. They named the child, celebrated its its anniversary. Like, doesn't sound like an abortion, Chrissy. If the, bur if the baby came out and somehow... Because even at 24 weeks, a baby's viable. So... It's, maybe the baby could have survived. It maybe could, they could have, have survived. survived. It, yeah. I, I've seen like 19-week-old Absolutely. fetuses survive. And sometimes they don't, which is tragic. Of course, most of the time they don't. Yeah. Like, there's always, it, like, it goes up and up yeah. percentage-wise every yes. week. Um, so I'm sure she would have kept it. Yes. She wasn't flushing it. No. Like, you were going to keep, you named it. Like, you loved that kid already. Yeah. It was super sad for everyone to watch you go through that. Yeah. And then now you're like, no, oopsies, it was an abortion in Roe v. Wade, and I'm, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, Get no, off it. Go away. Just yeah. go away. You need to go away. Just get out of here. Just get out of here. The worst. Okay, you are the worst. Um, but I don't know. This person might be the worst. Yeah, also, well, we have one more. We have one more. And then who would have guessed this person would make our list? Oh, cat, cat, cat. What do we what do we have to say about this? Honestly, I only wrote she's the worst in general. Okay, so let's just provide <laughs> some context. So Kim Kardashian <laughs> is who she's talking about. So Ray J goes off on Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, saying they lied about the sex tape. So um, they're apparently actually... Okay, so we talked about this briefly, briefly, like months ago. But on the Kardashians' new show, The Kardashians, there's a scene where Kim Kardashian discovers on the internet that Ray J, who... Is, was involved with allegedly releasing the first sex tape mm. that got her famous in 2007 or something, had a second copy or like a different tape, okay? It, it turned out- Take two. Take two, yeah, exactly. Um, so Ray J's now claiming he shot three sex tapes with Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner picked the best oh! one. Oh my God, oh, can you imagine? That's your mom watching you have sex, Kim. I actually think that's demonic. Like, I actually think that's demonic. And she picked demonic. the one that Kim looked best, best in. in. What are you... What? Yeah. So these people are just so depraved and so disgusting and just evil. Like, That's just, your child. That's so weird. That's your child. Like, that should be illegal. It should be it's illegal. It's kind of... It's like, like your child and it's porn. Is it not child porn? Like, it's I so don't know. gross. It's, it's just so gross. Like, three times? He watched you do it... She watched you do it three times, And Kim. then she was like, oh, the lighting's better in this one. Like, her... And you want our sympathy for this guy allegedly releasing these tapes, which we know, obviously, that's completely contrived. And you guys, yeah. it was, this is a concerted effort to get your, your baby Kim famous. And it worked. It worked. But, like, goodness gracious, like, this is, it's just so disgusting. 
And they're trying to defame Ray J now, saying that he like stuck things up her butt while she was sleeping and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't, I mean, he's obviously not an upstanding citizen, but I kind of sympathize with him a little bit because yeah. like what they're the? making. Well, I saw the text that he sent to Kim about that. And he was like, can you not tell people that I basically raped you yeah. while you were sleeping? Yeah. He's like, would you not have woken up? Like, what kind of a story is that? Yeah, like, is your butt so fake that you just can't feel yeah, anything? Yeah, no, like, it's just completely numb. Yeah, it's just, it's so gross. Kim. And, like, these people, like... But she's a mother. And they're exploiting this person who they they all were clearly in cahoots. It's mm -hmm. like, why are you playing a victim when you're not? Like, that's yeah. just and so... And he's had it. Yeah. He's had Which it. Which is good. Like, I really hope that more truth, like, more of the truth starts to come out about mm -hmm. this because it's just, it's gross. And, like, the Kardashians just need to go. They need to go. They need to go. She's just the worst in general. And so is, like, I think Chris is the worst. She's the worst. Ugh. But she's not, sh we should have put her on the list. But one of the things that bothers me the most about Kim Kardashian is how much she lies about her plastic surgery. I know. Like, she still hasn't admitted to her butt implants. Yeah. No, she is just. Like. She's the worst example for she, women. She's the worst. She's yeah. had a nose job, cheeks. Like, she's had her whole face done. Yeah. Her and, whole body. And her breasts. Yeah. Completely redone. Like, if you want to be plastic, just be like, yeah, I'm plastic. Yeah. Like, and it's working. But this is something that Sebastian and I have talked about, too. And sorry, we're going to wrap things up here because this is going a little long, <laughs> I think. But when you've had so much work done, how can people actually call you beautiful when it's all fake? Like, true beauty is well, true that's beauty. Like, that's like Bella Hadid. She's had exactly. hundreds like, and hundreds of thousands of dollars of facial reconstruction. We shouldn't surgery. look to these people for like beauty standards they're not setting them they're buying them yeah and that's so unfair you're not ugly you're just poor yeah exactly like the rest of us have to suffer with whatever is going on here okay and thank god you know yeah it's <laughs> we were blessed and it's the lighting obviously <laughs> thanks to our wonderful producer um but like i just don't think it counts no it and you shouldn't count. be allowed to be an influencer or a model if it's all fake i'm sorry because like unless you're only influencing other plastic surgery addicts Maybe. You could be like a, a model for a plastic surgery company. That'd be cool. Yeah. Kim, and you have children. About and it. I've, I've mentioned this before, but it's another atrocious thing about her. And I'll quickly, quickly. <laughs> she photoshops her uh, children? children's photos on Instagram. She makes their noses smaller, their lips bigger, their eyes bigger, their bellies flatter. Like, it's good for I, their health. I don't need mental health. I don't even need to comment on it because you guys know. You yeah. already know. It's just it's horrible. Disgusting. Okay. So who's okay. the worst? Before uh, we finish things off. Honestly, I think Kim, just because she's the most famous and I say it goes Kim, does the most damage. Kim, Chrissy, Olivia Wilde, Jennifer Lawrence. That's yeah. my order. Yeah, I agree. Okay, great. Well, that's the sure. That's you guys are the, the sure. worst. Okay. Thank you all for listening yeah. <laughs> uh, or watching. Uh, this show airs every Tuesday on Rebel News Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to misunderstoodshow.ca to subscribe now. It's only eight bucks a month or listen to the sure for free. Listen to the show for free Anywhere. every Tuesday, wherever you want, on all your favorite streaming platforms. And on Saturdays, we post the entire show in all its beauty and glory on um, watchmisunderstoodshow.com. Watchmisunderstood.com. Watchmisunderstood.com. I'm going to get that one day. one day. And on our YouTube channel, Watch Misunderstood. Yeah. So subscribe, <laughs> like, like this video, comment. It helps with our engagement, you know, and tell your friends, share it far and wide. Mm -hmm. Oh, and follow and us. tell us who you think is the worst. Oh, yeah, tell us who you think is the worst. And send an e-transfer. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. And follow us on Social Murderer. Social Murderer, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay, love you, bye. Bye. People are going to think we're Illuminati. Yeah. Ha, <laughs> <laughs>